Hey everybody, what is going on? My name is Rob Payone and welcome to the Proof of Talent podcast. Today, we're talking about networking in the crypto and Web3 space, especially with conference season coming up. We want to talk about in-person and online networking, what that means, how to do it, the benefits, all that good stuff. And have a special guest on the podcast today, Remington Rodney who is a new, the newest member on the team at Proof Talent and will be joining me for a number of new episodes coming up. Remington, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, Rob, and super excited to be on the Proof of Talent team and just discuss this topic. I think this is probably one of the most important lessons and just skills to acquire in the Web3 space to get ahead. So excited to dive into it. Yeah, and I think you have a, uh, a really good outlook and approach to networking. And it's something you're super passionate about. But before we even hop into that, just so everybody knows a little bit about who you are, would love to hear about your background prior to joining Proof of Talent and, and what you do here as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, background on me, born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I guess, kind of getting into my professional career, I originally started a clothing brand back in 2018 called Virtual and the whole idea around that community was maximizing other people's potential and giving other people opportunities to just be creative and, and share their passion with the world. And so within that, as you know, if you're a CEO at a company, you're wearing multiple different hats, whether they're whether you're doing the back end, setting up websites through Shopify, doing all the marketing, social media, uh, relationship building, partnerships. So that was kind of my segue into entrepreneurship, sales, business development. And then I joined a um, sales team doing actually door to door in Columbus, Ohio, you know, it started in the winter, um, going into rural and uh, suburban areas, not sure what we were selling, can't remember looking back, no one really <laughs> needed it. But that allowed me to then start selling luxury vehicles at a Lincoln dealership for two years. And that was when I really learned the art of building relationships with all different kinds of people. Um, I was primarily selling to executives, CEOs of companies, very um, just high level individuals, which was an extremely exciting opportunity, was the top performer there. And then back in July of 2021, I moved to San Diego, California. Um, very, very uh, just big leap of faith. Didn't know a single person out here in California and you know, quickly started building a community uh, making a name for myself. And so I joined the Web3 space actually in November of 2021. My best friend, Pat Sweetman, um, he is one of the top blockchain developers in the space. He's actually building uh, Riff, which is Lens Protocol's music NFT marketplace right now. And so he really taught me, you know, the power of decentralization and, and giving ownership back to the consumers and users. And that was something I couldn't pass up. You know, I knew that was going to be the next face in our world. And it is right now. And slowly but surely, we're seeing more and more adoption. And so kind of from there, I, I joined um, a, another global agency and had the pleasure of building out their whole Web3 vertical from scratch. And, you know, as you know, in recruiting, it's constantly networking, building relationships with all different types of people in the ecosystem. I started going to events here in San Diego. Uh, one notable community is Ethereum San Diego, uh, founded by Chad Laurie. He's he's you know done partnerships with Alchemy, Polygon, OpenSea, Disco XYZ. You know the list the list kind of continues to go on. And so he he's provided a a lot of opportunity for his community members to to meet a lot of good people in the space. And so 
now kind of looking at present day, right? I, I reached out to Rob about a month ago. I was really inspired by what they're what you got what we're doing here at Proof of Talent, right? We're crypto web three specific. They've been in the space since twenty nineteen. You know, I really wanted to join a team of of other passionate individuals and in, in, uh, talent and recruiting. And so I, I've now joined as partnerships lead and BD, uh, you know, bringing on the the other amazing businesses that are growing their team in this ecosystem in such a volatile and, and amazing market. So yeah, I'm super happy to be here. And uh, yeah, it's been quite the journey so far. Yeah, appreciate the the background. And, you know, at this point in time, both both you and I are, are somewhat I guess, professional networkers in the in the space. But one of the things I think is important and, and kind of a differentiator, I feel like when you think about when some people think about networking, it's it's going somewhere in person, having a business card, and like just throwing it at a bunch of people and, and try and introduce yourself that way. And I think if we take a step back, even in, in thinking about like the topic of, of networking in the industry, it's, it's really about building a, a circle of, of friends, I think mm-hmm. is sounds, sounds a little bit silly, but I, I kind of, while the topic is networking, I almost think the, the idea around just building genuine friendships in the space is, is what it's really about and a lot more powerful versus building a number of like loose business acquaintances that may or may not have your business card. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's uh, a winning strategy in this space, especially with it being so innovative and new, like there's, there's so many different verticals where just about anyone can actually apply web three into their lives from what they're doing prior. And, and that's the exact approach I've taken as well is just like genuinely going to whether it's online through zoom meetings or actually in person at conferences, like being a good listener, trying to understand someone's story. Like, how'd you get into web three? What's your passion? Where are you from? You know, those basic principles that you find common ground. And then that relationship like goes even deeper from there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when I'm thinking about why this is important too, and I'll list some of the benefits and I'll let you bounce off of those. But when I'm thinking about why it's important to network in the, in the space, number one, I, I think the industry, while it's, it's big, it's grown a lot in the past five years or so since I've been in it, it's still very small and it's still a place that is very open to just good people, uh, hardworking, smart people that are that are involved and, and want to be here. And so when I think about some of the benefits to you know, building your network, building up that friendship base within the space, I think one of the one of the things that is is super helpful is if you want to make a full time living in the space, it is an excellent way to start a career to find a job in in the industry. Another thing is just making the connections that you wouldn't have otherwise. I think that's it's really helpful. And then in addition to that, I, I think that it's also a little bit of, of an access thing, whether that is uh, access to knowledge that you might not have had otherwise, introductions, could be investment opportunities if you're looking into whether it's could be across the board of investment opportunities, whether it's public, private, doesn't really matter. I think having friends that are are actively involved in the space, you're going to see those more so than you wouldn't otherwise. So those are just a few of the things that I think off the top of my head when I, when it comes to benefits. I don't know if anything pops out to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like the biggest thing in Web three is building trust amongst the community. Like if you if you're a trusted community member and, and thought leader in the space, 
other people will do whatever they can to introduce you to that next person that's like-minded or doing something awesome. That's very unique to Web3. You don't see that in most other industries as far as just so much connection uh, within the ecosystem. But yeah, when it when it comes to that network too, like on top of trust, you know, then people want to start collaborating with you. I think collaboration is such a huge piece in the ecosystem, whether you're in talent, whether you're in BD, um, a developer, you know, and that that definitely 100% leads to like really exciting opportunities. And it just, it keeps getting deeper and deeper as time goes on. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And when I'm thinking about this, I kind of feel like there's there's two distinct areas in which you can kind of build up that circle of, of friends, you can network in the space. And one is online and the other is in person. And I think that for the most part, a lot of the, I guess the, the legwork or the day-to-day is usually probably online unless you're located in a big city. Um, and then there are select or, or very frequent opportunities depending upon where you are and what your lifestyle is for you to also do that in person as well. And so I think thinking about those two and, and trying to be as, as good with both as, as you can reasonably be, I think that's, that's a really good, good thing to try and do. And, and thinking about online, um, I think there's, there's a variety of different avenues for mm-hmm. you to, to be successful when it comes to that. And I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all situation for everybody because it really depends upon like what interests you, what you're passionate about, where you see similar like-minded people. So for for me, I really like Twitter, big fan of Twitter. Just where I have the most fun spending time on and where I've met the most acquaintances. And for me, just because I like genuinely give a shit about crypto Twitter, I don't know why, but I do. um, That's where, you know, I spend a lot of my time and I've gotten a lot of benefits from. But on the flip side, um, you know, there is LinkedIn. There's a, a big community of individuals. Uh, Discord. There are a number of different communities. Telegram. Um, God forbid, Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily know if I'd go there, but there are there are crypto communities on Facebook as well. So, um, you know, there's there's a variety of different places that you can really go and and spend a bunch of time with and build connection. Yeah, you you won't be seeing me on Facebook. That's that's for sure. No crypto communities there. It's probably a scam. But but yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Twitter's an excellent spot. I, I think a lot of the most people in the industry are on Twitter and also LinkedIn as well. Um, great for the NFT community as well, too. I think that's where a lot of those conversations are sparked. Um, LinkedIn is, is a more formal platform as far as like the content that you see, but still a ton of value. You get to see a lot more of that thought leadership. Um, and I would say like more more of like the the corporate side of, of Web3 sometimes too, if you want to say like the the DeFi blockchain infrastructure side of things. Um, Telegram is, you know, it's that group platform where you can actually join like alpha groups, different communities, and actually connect with multiple members at once. And so it's all about kind of like figuring out, you know, what platform works best for me, you know, what user experience do I like more. I definitely don't love Discord. I think it's very chaotic. You know, you definitely need to like take time to organize what that may look like for you. Um, but yeah, e- each platform offers something differently. But I- I'd say LinkedIn's probably my favorite to have seen the most amount of success in building relationships there. You know, when you have people from 
big companies like Coinbase, like reaching out to you based on your content, like it's definitely was a, uh, a indicator, you know, you're doing something right. Uh, if you're attracting those kind of people. So, you know, it, it really is it's all about being personable and uh, adding your own expertise to the ecosystem in your own unique way. Yeah, I think in, outside, like you just said, outside of just the places in which you can kind of network and, and share information and things of, of that sort, I think it's really about being authentic with who you are and, and what you're interested in because people can see generally when you know, somebody's full of it or anything like that. So when you're authentic, it doesn't matter what you're interested in. I think if you find the community of, of people that you, you know, kind of align with in some way and you can share value, be, be if that value is, you know, incredibly good information, data, whether you're just funny, because there are a lot of people online that do well in, in, in crypto that are just funny people. There's also like the gigabrain chads that are incredibly smart. So, you know, just kind of having that self-awareness and, and, and participating and, and, and when it comes to this stuff, I think the big thing too is, is, a lot of people network and they network with the sole intention, both online and in person of trying to get some type of, of value back. And I think that's just the dumbest thing because it's very short sighted. If you are going to meet people in person, or if you're trying to interact with somebody online or in some type of group, and your first thought is how that person that you're interacting with can provide you value versus just like treating them as a human and interacting with them for, for whatever reason. I think that's that's where a lot of people fall down because they just don't have the ability to really like you're not you're not creating a bond. You're not building any trust. You're people know when they're being, you know, used in that sense and and they don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I think it comes down to being open minded. Like like you said, if you're going in with a specific transaction that you're looking to receive, like you're more often than not going to leave that conversation like unhappy because it's not, it's very, it's very unique when, you know, you reach out to someone and that expectation have exactly happens. But if you go in open-minded, like you could leave with new connections, new opportunities, like job opportunities in the space, you know, new ideas, more market insight as to what's really going on in the ecosystem. You, you leave with so much more information and, um, just build a stronger relationship with that individual as well, which I think at the end of the day, that's, that's the most important thing is, you know, uh, building with a long-term mindset. You never know relationships can take, uh, whether it's the first week, three months, two, three years down the line, like we're in web three for a long time, guys. Yeah. I think that's, it's, it's just thinking about it in that, in that lens, like the, the value of any type of, of relationship you're generating is not likely going to be materialized in that first conversation. It's like the long-term friendships and, and the networking in, in that way. That's where you're going to be successful, not just trying to get that immediate, you know, kind of hit of, of whatever benefit you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's especially if you're someone new getting into the space, like I always recommend just like be a sponge, like be a sponge. Uh, if you're quickly already looking to get a job, like one, you know, it's very possible, but we've got people that have been in the industry for five, six, seven years that have been grinding to to have a seat at where they're at now. So it's like, you know, pick their brain and, and be a good listener. And like, I think 
people appreciate that so much. And that's, that's really helped me like, not just like meet new people, but like maintain good relationships and continue to grow them. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think one of the things too, that's interesting in terms of online networks, and it kind of transitions a little bit too into the, the in-person side of the house, but there are a lot of like, whether it is um, just a group of friends or um, it could be some type of specific community around um, some type of network or protocol or NFT or whatever it might be. But I, I feel like there are a lot of like very specific kind of interest groups per se. So whether that is a, you know, a coin you like, or, you know, 20 or 30 people that you're friends with that uh, have a telegram group together or a discord where they share things that they know. If you have an opportunity to participate in something like that, I, I highly suggest you, you know, you do it. Cause I feel like there are these really interesting and fun pockets of conversation that can happen obviously in, you know, in public on Twitter, on LinkedIn or wherever it might be. Uh, but I think also a lot can happen behind the scenes and it's a little bit hard to, to start that process. If you're brand new to the space, because usually those types of things can either be invite only or something along those lines. But uh, once you have an opportunity to participate in something like that, I feel like it's a, for, for me, some of those uh, groups have been really fun. And I've made a lot of, of really strong contacts because they're a little bit more limited in scope. So the, the quality of mm-hmm. conversation or sometimes it's just perhaps like a little bit better than it would be. Um, but then with that too, transitioning a little bit too into like the, the conference or the in-person conversation, those are great because those are people that are typically scattered all over the country, all over the globe. And then the fun part about some of these conferences is that there are people from all over the place that are coming together once a quarter, once every six months, once a year, whatever it might be to get together, to, to meet up. And these are people that you talk to on a daily basis in Telegram or Discord or what have you. And yeah. now you have an opportunity to see them. And those are usually pretty fun times. Yeah, it's it's crazy that Web3, like you go from this like virtual friendship to physical friendship once you start going to conferences. And it's it's crazy when you finally meet those people in person. But I, I've always been a firm believer of like less is more. And kind of like to your point, that's the another great part is like Web3 has so many niche communities that have been created. Yep. Um, NFTs was a beautiful like te- technology that, that sparked that, right? Kind of having this ownership, this past membership to a community but even beyond that um like for one kind of example i'm a part of uh sick world which is miguel's nft community the rb artists and it's literally a community of like african-american black and brown people specifically in music fashion entertainment so it's like those conversations are very authentic and relatable to each other and those people are going to grow so much faster in that community because they're around like-minded people and so I think it's just thinking and like taking a step back, like, and it, it will take some time if you're new to the space, but like, where does my passion lie? You know, yep. where do I want to focus? And that's how you find your home. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think that, like you said, it's, that's one of the big benefits, especially now in comparison to maybe five, six, seven years ago in the industry when you know, seven years ago, I think for the most part, like you could like Bitcoin and that was about it. Like Ethereum was really in its infancy. There wasn't a whole lot built on top of Ethereum, even if you really liked Ethereum. So 
now, you know, if you li- love Bitcoin, if you'd like the, you know, the economics behind it and, and everything there, oh, great. Like that's your community. You have that. If you're a fan of Ethereum or any of these other protocols out there as well, like there's obviously communities, developers, hackers, like kind of all congregating, building on top of those, you know, on top of those protocols, which is awesome. But then you also have things, like you said, like NFTs, you have music NFTs, you have, um, yeah. you know, gaming in the industry. Now there are all these different little pockets. You have DeFi. There are just a lot of different things that I feel like appeal to men. Like somebody's interest in Bitcoin is probably not going to be interested in music NFTs, but we're all kind of in the same industry, which is kind of cool. And now you have a much wider, broader appeal based upon that. And I think it also lends itself to being able to find those, those pockets of interest for yourself. Yeah, and it, I, I think um, I, I couldn't agree more with that. I think something that's been very successful for me, though, in networking is like kind of having this like chameleon mindset where I I don't necessarily like fit into one community. It's like I find the common ground amongst all of them, whether it's people in DeFi or blockchain, and then also like the Bitcoin music NFT community, like all of those, you know, I have friends within each and it's like that's kind of like building like those first conversations it's like being so personable and like respecting other people for what they're into if you're going to be closed-minded to someone else in a different pocket of web3 like you're you're losing other opportunities you don't know who someone knows you don't know uh the information they may have or like just the wisdom that can shine on you so i always yeah it's like being open-minded has been like huge huge for growth for me yeah i i I agree i think there are a lot of people that are closed-minded in the industry for better for worse i think you know it's sometimes it, it takes that especially if you have specific beliefs about a uh, you know, a coin, a project, whatever it might be. And, and that's how you weather the storm is, is having that kind of single-minded focus. Um, but I think also having the, even if you don't necessarily think there's value in something, I feel like having the ability to just respect somebody else's opinion. And you know, if you want to learn from them, great. If you don't, great. But just like letting other, I, if, for me, like I have my own opinions at this point in time, but I also know that people are going to have their own opinions as well. And maybe a few years ago, I would be more interested in changing someone's opinion. Now at this point in time, I just don't care. Like you're going to have your own opinion. (laughs) I'm going to have my opinion. You're going to have your interests. I'm going to have mine. And me trying to impart some type of knowledge on, on you one way or another, I feel like is not going to do anybody any good necessarily. So why not just live my life and, and go in, in, in that direction? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, it, you make a great point. Like always trust your uh, intuition there when you're meeting new people, you don't need to have a, a, a million friends in web three, keep the close people that you have like very close to you, continue nourishing those relationships and, and building from that. But, um, but yeah, I, I, it's a unique opportunity. It, it definitely is uh, a chance. And I hear this a lot from other people. Web three is an opportunity to like reinvent yourself you know, with the new tech, but it's like these brand new communities that are, that are popping up um, in the past, you know, two, three years, at least from, from what I've been seeing or some of the founders that I know. Yeah, it it definitely is. And I think it's, it's rebirthed, it's birthed and rebirthed a lot of careers. I mean, for myself included, like I, not that I had a bad career prior to, to operating in, 
the crypto space, but I'm a lot more passionate about what I do now and a lot more excited to get up and go to work as opposed to selling accounting software at a fortune 500 company, just not my, not my cup of tea. And I'm, I'm glad I'm not doing it at this point in time. But, uh, you know, to that point too, like the, the in-person networking is like, we've, we've talked a lot about so far about the online space, which I think is great because a, it's the most accessible B it's free and you can do it from anywhere in the world, no matter where you are, it doesn't matter. And for the most part, nobody even cares where you are um, at all. So again, it doesn't really matter. But I think that there is a lot of value in going to some type of in-person event on a basis in which you can you know, feasibly accomplish because depending upon where you're located, if you're in a big city or if you're like in a rural area, like that might be difficult if you have to get in a plane to go somewhere like that's going to be cost prohibitive. But when I think about in person too, I think there's there's kind of two different areas you have like the conference scene in the crypto space, then you just have smaller events that are usually in specific cities or or, or in areas. And right now we're kind of in the midst of the conference season in crypto, although somehow it always like I don't know why, but it always feels like it's conference season in crypto because like <laughs> that is like the number it's the number one like money making thing in, in the space is is apparently conferences. But would love uh, your you know maybe initial thoughts on networking within conference, just conferences in general, and then I'll share some of my thoughts as well. Yeah, conferences are incredible. Um, I I would say like I was back at ETH. Denver in March is actually my first week with proof of talent. Great way to start. Got to meet a couple members on the team. But if you kind of go in there with a similar mindset that we've been alluding to of just like being open-minded and wanting to go and meet, make friends within the space, like you're going to leave that conference, like extremely motivated and inspired for the future of the ecosystem. And so you know, for me being in the space for uh, a year at that point, when I went to eat Denver, I was able to meet a lot of those LinkedIn connections, Twitter followers in person, and that just strengthened the bond even more, right? There's there's nothing better than actually being face-to-face with someone, you know, shaking their hand, giving them a hug, whatever that may be, and actually interacting. Um, and, and I think too, like once you build up a stronger network, you start connecting your friends with other people that you're meeting and then it's just like this this domino effect where you're you're kind of that guy that's that's always bringing other people together but um yeah i'd say new people you know people that have been in the space for a while is always advantageous to to get in person listen to other like inspiring talks go to actual side events where you'll get more intimate conversations like um, a lot of deals get closed. I feel like as well at Eat Denver, out some of my BD friends were like, "Yeah, I haven't been to the conference. I've just been talking on meetings all day or, or going to dinners." You know, so it's like depending on where you're at, it's I think a lot gets done. Um, but you know, also the partying side too, which you got to be <laughs> be aware of and uh, make sure you're balanced out there. But there, there's a lot of that as well too. Yeah, it's 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 a good point because I think there's. Within conferences, there's kind of the different sets of of things that you have going on. You have like the actual conference, the event itself, um, which is usually like a 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. type situation. And then a lot of conferences will have some type of like hosted happy hour. Sometimes they'll do like parties or things like that. 
but then there's a ton of side events. So a lot of whether it's different uh, companies or projects in the space will host their own happy hours, they'll host their own events, they will host their own parties at clubs or whatever, depending upon the location of, of what the place is. Uh, there might even be like side conferences too. Like that happens a lot of times as well, where, um, you know, let's say it's an ETH global event, but maybe there's like a Solana hacker house there or something like that. Like those things tend to, you know, tend to happen as well. Um, and so, like you said, I think it's, it's always interesting going to those because there are some, some of those conferences like the value of the conference is the 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 after events or the side events and some of the other conferences they're the value of the conference is is typically like in the actual day to day of of what they're hosting and with that i think that they're it's important to note that like not all conferences are are created equal um <laughs> i think both of us have been to some not great conferences and and then some really good ones too and this might be dependent upon who you are and what you're looking for, what you're most interested in, your right. job, your role, like your career. Um, certain conferences that I would mention as as like really strong ones, uh, depending upon who you are, I would say uh, Consensus, uh, which is hosted by CoinDesk every year. Uh, Mainnet is hosted by Masari. Permissionless hosted by Blockworks. Those are three good ones. Uh, you also have BTC Miami, which is a Bitcoin-specific conference, although a lot of the attendees are are interested in things outside of that as well. But definitely, like, the content is all very, very Bitcoin-specific. And then I think you also have events, like you just mentioned, ETH Denver. ETH Global puts on some really, really solid events for developers uh, in particular. But I think a lot of other people attend those events now. But then you also have some events that are kind of like similar to uh, the ETH Global events, like protocol-specific. Solana has has thrown some really solid events, Avalanche as well. Um, so you know, keep in mind uh, of of some of those. But I would say, like to me, from what I see online and and having attended some of these events in the past, those off the bat are like the I guess, and this might be a U.S. centric view of things, but like the top tier conferences, at least like U.S. wise. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um... It, I think a big indicator is like, who are the speakers at the conference? You know, if you kind of follow that list, like if I see like an Edward Snowden or a few members from the government, from Congress that are speaking, you know, that's going to attract a lot of amazing people as well. You know, those people are going to want to hear what they have to think about Web3, decentralization, where the ecosystem is going. And so super excited. We've got consensus coming up here actually in a week. Um and yeah, just a ton of amazing people all over the ecosystem will be there. And I, I mean, I mean, kind of the trend too is like more of the infrastructure side of things. The financial side, I think, has like the most money to put on some of these conferences. I mean, NFTs are still new. Um, I know NFT NYC was just a massive turnout, huge success for their team um, this past week. But um, we definitely see like a lot more attendance and just legitimacy, I think sometimes in, in some of these other ones, they've just been around a lot longer, but other ones are continuing to grow, which is cool. Yeah. And I would say on the, on the speaker front, that's usually a really easy and good way to figure out the quality of a conference is to like, look at page two of the speakers or just like below the fold on the website, because usually a conference can get somebody who is decent. Like they can get three or four people that are decent, but 
if you scroll down and you don't recognize anybody past like the first couple speakers might not be the best conference you're ever going to attend. And it might be half empty and half the people there got their tickets for free while, you know, you might've paid a thousand bucks like a schmuck and be the only one. So I think that's always, always a good thing to just do because in reality, these conferences typically like ticket wise are expensive. So they are like an economic commitment for yourself Mm -hmm. or if your company is paying for your company to pay, a lot of them are now between like 500 to $2,000, depending upon what the conference is and, and uh, you know, what type of, of ticket you have. So, and then you have travel if you're not located there in that city. So I think from a, from an economic standpoint, you always want to, just like maximize, like your time is super valuable. Obviously your money is valuable. So trying to go to those events where you're going to maximize just the ability to, to have a good time and, and network with, with people that you like. Yeah. And I, I think too, like once you start building a strong foundation and network in the space, you go to other events, like you do a lot of prep before the conferences to see which one of your friends are going, which partners or clients you have are going, all the different side events. So like, you know, it does take some prep, but it sets you up for success. You don't want to go there and not be able to get into different events just because you didn't make the list. But I mean, you definitely want to take advantage of every moment while you're there. Um, you know, but once again, like kind of going with that open mind, going with the flow, but you know, for certain conferences, like the consensus or the main nets, like that main event will be the core where you meet a lot of great people. Um, and, and I think like, kind of like transitioning from there too, like it, a, a big question, or I guess some tips to add in there, like that I've noticed from Meet Denver, especially because the Wi-Fi was terrible. Like, how do you maintain the relationships? Like, how do you know who the person was that you connected with sometimes? I've always like, I started taking selfies with the people I met, um, getting their telegrams, getting their social media. I mean, for for Web3, that's where people live. And following up that following week, you know, booking calls, maintaining those relationships, seeing where you guys can best continue to support each other in the ecosystem. And I think that's where you'll see the most amount of success is the follow up. You can meet as you can meet 200 people in a week. Yep. <laughs> but if you're not reaching back out to them, then you've wasted your time and energy. For sure. Yeah, I think that's that's great because I mean, again, going back to the point of you're not going to have any necessarily like real results from that relationship on day 1 probably. So to actually continue that beyond you have to follow up. You have to continue the conversation at some point and in whatever medium is, is natural and like where you reside, where your friends reside, things like that. So you said a lot of times I feel like it is telegram or it's Twitter DMS or wherever it is. It doesn't really matter. Um, just as long as you continue to have those conversations and follow up, I think that's, that's obviously the important thing. And you know, whether it's conferences and then even the other kind of in-person type of situation I would say are, are like local events. And these are nice because conferences can be expensive. They can be, uh, they can be like a, a drain on, on you physically and, and mentally because <laughs> yeah. they could be, you know, three or four days. And depending upon how you're built, I'm on the plus side of 30 now. So, you know, going out and, and drinking for multiple nights in a row would knock me on my ass for about a month straight. Can't, 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 can't do it anymore. Don't want to do it anymore. Um, yeah. But like, that's kind of what ends up happening at conferences. 
But so like the local events are kind of nice because you have an opportunity typically on like a one night basis to go, you know, go out somewhere in your city or in, or, or in your region and do some type of, usually it's like a meetup or something that's posted by a specific company on Twitter. But I think those are, are really great. This is definitely dependent upon the location you're in because I think certain cities are a lot more frequent and have greater access to these types of events. Um, so if you're in a rural area or somewhere that's just like far away from a bigger city, that mm-hmm. this might be a little bit tough, but I think these are really valuable because they're also typically free as well. I mean, that's where you actually find some of the gems at the local events, depending on where you're located. But my first 10 months into Web3 were all San Diego based events. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not, we've never been known for like a tech hub, you know, very biotech centric city. But there's actually a lot of industry people here in our city. And if you kind of work within your community, like that, once again, like, you'll have people with all different ranges of experience. And then you just start connecting with so many people, making a name for yourself in the local area. Um, you know, been up to LA as well to some of their events and a lot of great stuff. You know, they, they've got the intersection of tech and, and entertainment, but, you know, different hubs like SF, New York, Miami, like a lot of great local events. They're free. Um, they often have great speakers, happy hours, you know, hackathons, um, a lot of different kinds of events. And that's like a great way to ease into networking. If you're new to the space, rather than going straight to a huge conference, like that can be really overwhelming. When I walked into Eat Denver, there was like 10,000 people walking around. I was like, where am I? This is crazy. Um, but yeah, I think the local route has a ton of value. And, you know, I've seen a lot of great communities like built out of the local scene as well, like new friendship tech up in LA. Um, I know crypto Mondays always is doing stuff in their respective cities and putting on great, great events. So I think it's a beautiful route to take. Yeah. And I'm curious on, on your end, because you had mentioned earlier that you moved to San Diego with pretty much like no connection base, no, no friends yet at that point in time. How did you go about like building up a circle of of friends within the, within the industry in San Diego started from scratch? Because I think a lot of people might feel like they're in a similar boat. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is show up, like just be willing to put yourself in those uncomfortable situations, like of not knowing anyone. I went to this smaller, like NFT meetup um, at a bar in San Diego and like, instantly like left with like three friends and then from there i heard more and more about different events different communities and i just kept kept showing up i was extremely consistent and i think that's a big part too like when you're newer in the space like just that consistency really like shows the other people like all right this person's about it like i want to invest my time and energy into him and also introduce him to great people um so like that that was like definitely my approach and you know, also like understanding your value proposition, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean to have, mean you have to have like a, a, be a developer or like bring someone like VC relationships. Like sometimes that's just like being like genuine, just like being good vibe, like allowing people to have fun when they're around you. And that, that almost is better than, than the other stuff. That's a little bit more transactional. 
Yeah, no, those are those are really great points. Um, and I think that for people that are just starting out in a specific location, it, it really is as simple in a lot of respects as, as just showing up and doing that somewhat consistently because that's just going to give you more opportunities to meet people that you know, not everybody that you meet, you're going to vibe with. Not everybody is going to be your best friend, but at some point in time, you show up enough times, you're going to find somebody you really vibe with and this, you're probably going to be pretty friendly with. And there's, there, there's how networking works. It's kind of that simple. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's not, it's not as scary or challenging as people think. I think actually in web three, people are more open to meeting new people and accepting that. So you just got to take the the leap of faith, uh, especially if you're not a, an extrovert. I know it's a little bit, a little bit more challenging to get into it, but once you're comfortable and you find kind of find your tribe, like the the dominoes just keep falling down, and you'll continue to meet more and more amazing people in the ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I think that's a, a great way to to finish off the conversation. But but summarizing some of the things we have spoken about when you're thinking about networking. It's just really, whether it's online or in person, it's just being yourself, being authentic, making genuine friendships. I think that's that's really networking. It's not going somewhere, throwing the business card out and trying to extract value from somebody or try and make a sale or whatever you're trying to accomplish. It's just about building friendships because over time, that's when you're going to see any type of specific benefit. And also when you're really going to be able to offer benefits to somebody else, be it helping them out in some way, shape or form. And then when it comes to the industry too, it's just taking your time um, and letting things happen naturally and just not rushing it. I think those are, those are some of the big takeaways for, for me. Um, and like, like Remy said, showing up to me, that's, that's a, it's a really good thing, whether it's online or in person too. I think it can be said for both, but showing up and being consistent is, is a really great takeaway. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's. I think you know this is a very core element to succeeding in Web three. You know, if you kind of implement some of these strategies and tips that we've offered, like you will be successful in this ecosystem, and you'll find your place, find your value proposition as to how you can make an impact. But ultimately, like, be genuine, have fun, and just keep keep going. You know, you can't stop. Whether in the bear or the bull, keep going. <laughs> Well, thank you everybody so much for, for listening. Uh, if you are interested in new opportunities in the crypto space, or if you are hiring, feel free to reach out to us at Proof of Talent. Like Remy said in the beginning, he leads partnerships uh, in BD here, Proof of Talent. I am the founder. Um, we have a team of eight people besides us that are grinding pretty much all day long, helping folks find new opportunities within the crypto space. So if that is you and you're looking to know go professional with this or make a change if you're already in the space feel free to reach out to us and hopefully this podcast was helpful in terms of the information but thank you so much for the time really appreciate it yeah thanks guys we've got more content coming so stay tuned and uh we'll look forward to seeing you guys at some of the conferences here